Hello everyone and welcome back to Latter Day Takes. On today's episode we have recurring guest Audrey Chug joining us and we just wanted to kind of shoot the breeze, kind of like we did with Sean Bingham not too long ago, but Audrey came on, we uh, asked her some questions about the Powder Puff League she's putting on, asked her what she's been up to in the last eight or nine months, whatever, just getting an update from the last time she came on. And then we also talked some gospel discussion with her, which I actually thought was the most interesting part of the episode, if I do say so myself. little conversation circulating around garments and kind of what we think of that and what all of our perspectives are, which was interesting to me because Brian just recently got endowed and started wearing his garments. Audrey, as a woman, I'm sure has a much different perception and perspective than Brian and I do, and my own, which is just its own perspective, so... Anyway, we got into, I think, a pretty, you know, good conversation about that, just kind of throwing some stuff out there. We didn't really come to any conclusions or anything, but just kind of some thoughts that we shared. But of course, we also covered our favorite segment, People We Can't Be Friends With. And Audrey gave her own little thoughts on people she can't be friends with, which for the most part probably entails people exactly like Brian and myself. Anyway, hope you all enjoy. Hope you're having a great week and that you're gearing up for a beautiful weekend. I know in Utah, the weather's going to be amazing, so... Hopefully you guys are planning something fun, outdoorsy, or whatever else you have in store. We love you all. Catch you on the other side. Mormons are really nice people. Totally nice. They are the best cult. Have you ever, under the influence of alcohol, questioned the teachings of the Mormon church? Well, these Mormons are so nice. Everybody's so nice. (laughs) Everybody's so nice in Utah. They're all Mormon, right? Yeah. So they're not drinking. And they're like not cussing. They're like, Slovis, you stink. (laughs) I'm afraid it was the Mormons. Yes, yes, the Mormons were the correct answer. Because God loves Mormons and he wants some more. Shout out to the Latter-day Saints. Joining us on the pod today, recurring guests, Miss Audrey Chug. Welcome back, Audge. Hepburn. Hi. So I've been on two times and I'm now a recurring guest. That's all it takes. Honestly, we say that for anyone that's been on once probably. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we said it with Jamie too. <laughs> when you come on, you're on forever. Friend of the pod, <laughs> yeah, friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the program. Um, anyway, I got a friend of the program. I'm gonna start us off hot out the gate. I gotta know something from you guys, Audrey. Oh, specifically, God. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you know which day know. Uh, Christ actually died? Which day of the week? Friday. Well, oh, I was asking Audrey, yeah, but anyway, was... thank you. Oh. Well, I would have I would have said I thought Friday. this was a group question. No, it wasn't specifically for Audrey, but that's okay. But you didn't know Audrey, that's the point, right? No, I actually would have said Friday. Okay. So you maybe could have put it I... together, but you weren't like 100 you weren't you were kind of like, yeah, that sounds right. Maybe I don't know right off the no. top of my head. No, it's because of the way that you phrased the question. I thought you said I thought you were meaning like the day of the 365-day calendar, like March 2nd. Oh, something. no, I mean, I no, think... No, I knew that he died on Friday. Okay, so does everybody know that? Is that, like, a thing that, like, is... I mean, I know that's why they say Good Friday, but... Well, okay. Yeah. Let me get to my point here. Brian and I got kind of a nasty review <laughs> recently on the podcast. Okay. Um, okay. It, the subject line is disappointed. It's from Mom J. Vall. It's mom, capital J, lowercase v, and then al, capitalized. I don't know how to say that. 
This was earlier this month on uh, the Apple Podcast Reviews. Two stars. Mm-hmm. Two stars. So so what's funny about that is two stars is like, I don't want to be so rude to give you one, but two right. feels right. <laughs> I don't think anyone's given us three, by the way. We've had, we've had, we have some one stars. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's, yeah. If you're doing. Yeah, Totally. If you're if you're doing everything every but like if you're boring you won't get a one star is the way I see it but anyway so this is what she said I'm assuming it's a she because it has mom in the username I listened to last week's podcast and I was shocked and disappointed you didn't know that Christ was crucified on Friday which by the way I'm pretty sure Brian did I'm pretty sure Brian did say that but she must maybe she's directing this right at me I did say I, that I probably wasn't sure I was probably like yeah that sounds right that's probably all I said in the moment. And they took that and ran with it, apparently. I I might have said Thursday, maybe, <laughs> yeah. but it, no. I, Doesn't matter. What? We didn't know. We didn't like, know I, very, like, off the top of our heads. We were, not, we were not well in tune. And then she goes on to say, it is common Christian knowledge Christ dies in Good Friday. I think she meant on Good Friday. <laughs> Thursday is often referred to as Maudie Thursday. I didn't know that. That's completely news to me. Uh, which is the day in the garden and last supper. Please become more knowledgeable in basic Christian knowledge as it makes the members of the church look uneducated regarding Christian religion. <laughs> I had to share. I had to share because I read that and I was like, wow, that's that's, that's kind of pointed. But uh, the reason why also I wanted to bring it up is because now is probably as good a time as ever to put the disclaimer out that this podcast does not wholly represent the views of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, <laughs> only partially. I would say maybe like 95, 95%. And it's the second like half. Like 95%, but there's that 5%. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's... it's maybe no, no, there's, there's 60 No, it's 66 It's No, it's 33% with the spiritual thoughts. Hey, it's our oh, third set. Yeah, he's so. saying representative of the church, like that you guys are representative. Yeah, yeah. no, potato, potato. The you, last you interpret third. it however you Our want. Our last third. I think, we're, I think <laughs> we do a pretty good job speaking for every just, single I'm, member I of have, the church. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back I and listen to this episode to... now because like I – I don't have to but, yeah, No, to I answer, just fast forward through. To answer your care. question, Harper, it is very common knowledge. <laughs> the, so, and that's fine. I – like. I didn't know about Thursday though. That's interesting. Maudie What's Thursday, yeah. Assuming that wasn't. Uh, yeah, the I've never heard but... that. So I need to be better with that. Um, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, but, Friday. But every day of the week thing. has something different. That holy, it's the holy week for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, we we talked about this in Elder's Quorum over the weekend because we were talking about Stevenson's talk about having Easter Easter traditions compared to Christmas traditions, I loved right? That talk. And how if we take out the you know, if we take out Christmas, we're only losing the first two books of of Matthew and and Mark, right? Yeah. Don't don't quote me on that. Sorry, I don't know. Let me. Do I have to start giving disclaimers every time I, I say something? So my. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Um, but if we took if we took out Easter, we take out literally the entire New Testament, right? So, but yeah, we talked about that and how every single day of the week has something different, and I ended up finding one. Um, from the church about Holy Week, but yeah, it's just sorry. We so my takakeaway, well, dude, that's probably well, the only mistake we've made in her defense. So 
once if you catch it, you know, good good on you. For yeah, the us know. only mistake you've <laughs> ever made. Um, um, a lot of the New Testament is obviously about the first thirty-three years of Christ's life too, but it certainly takes out um, the importance or significance at all of the Book of Mormon. So yeah. So my my yeah. takeaway was this. The reason why I may have not been, like, positive it was Friday, which, honestly, if you would have given me, like, if it wasn't on the spot on a podcast, I probably would have been able to be like, wait, no, Friday, right? Like, that was the day. Because I probably had some trepidation in the way I accepted it, the way we talked about it. That's probably what the issue stemmed from. But my thought was, honestly, the day of the week that Christ was killed doesn't really have any bearing on how I feel about the situation. And so for me, that doesn't really resonate. That's fine. Well, no, hold on. You don't disagree. You don't necessarily disagree. You just feel differently. Cause I, I don't think okay, you have to accept that which day of the week has an impact. You can, and that's fine for me. It has, it doesn't like that has zero bearing on how I feel about the atonement and how I feel about Christ and my specific relationship with Christ. So that was kind of my thing where I was like, how important is it to know that? And my takeaway is it's not particularly important. Easter weekend is good to celebrate and honor and revere. I don't think I need to know specific days within that. But anyway, because I mean, here's the thing. He didn't die. We celebrate Easter on Sunday. He didn't die or resurrect like on that same day that we celebrate it, right? Sometimes it's April 10th. Sometimes it's April 12th, like whatever. It can fall on any random day of that month so why is it so important that it just be that specific day that we're doing things so anyway i don't know that's that's my takeaway what you what were you thinking though well can i share my opinion so i guess the specific day of the week being friday is a little bit arbitrary but the space in between friday and sunday is really significant to me because it shows that nowadays at least this is how i take away with it with how i can apply it in my life now that Christ died and people were left in darkness and confusion for days on end. Um, he could have resurrected himself right then and there, but he chose to leave people in the dark and had them just have faith in the process before he was resurrected. So I think that's why it's important to celebrate the entire week and to recognize the the, the time between things yeah, happening. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. It just I, hasn't been... In, in the forefront of my mind is all. Yeah, and to El- Elder Stephen's point, maybe we need to emphasize it a little bit Stephen's more. Stephen's son. So, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. i just clarifying, that's all. No, Stephen hits his father. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fun fact, he's first cousins with my uncle, so he sealed my cousin. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of fun. All right, that's awesome. Got to see him do that. Uh, I, I do wish that that as members we did a better job at celebrating. You guys are siding with Palm with Sunday, Mom Ash Wednesday, Mom Jiv no, no, Java, whatever. No, no, I'm not siding with I'm not siding with her at all. I wish we did a better job at at celebrating Mom each Javal. day of the week. I agree. You guys are on Mom Javal's right? side. That's all. Here I am. I, Here I am, all alone in my principles. Why? Why? Anyone catch why that? Are you Every, I'm not. Defensive. I'm joking. Anyone catch that movie quote though? I didn't hear Have that. You guys seen Sorry. that thing you do? What'd you say? The way no. you the way you shook your head, Rip. Brian, bothers me. Because <laughs> you like were basically saying I'm better than that. 
That thing you do is a freaking classic, man. That's a that's people Harper can't be friends with. People that shake their heads. The way the way you did that, like honestly, I, our friendship is officially fragile now, man. Anyway, there's that hilarious part where like one of the guys in the band was like, "Oh, I guess nobody can relate." I guess I'm alone in my principles, and then he walks off, and one of the guys in the band is like, oh, there he goes, off to his room to write that hit song, Alone in My Principles. <laughs> so funny. Great moment in the movie. All right, where are we at? So anyways. <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't your podcast, Audrey. You don't, you don't, you don't push us along. We do that. Actually, I hope that the listeners can tell by listening to our dynamic that we have gotten a lot closer since the last <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. Well, that's pending. We'll see. But I will make an announcement, okay. though. Audrey is officially now our number three co-host. Um, forever. For real? No. <laughs> oh, I... Whenever you want to be. Whenever you yeah, want to be. Whenever you, you want to be, though. That's fine. I mean, I even I was I was wanting to see Audrey's reaction more than anything. That wasn't anything that Brian. Asked. I actually thought that really? meant something different at first. What do you think again, it meant? But I, I thought it meant that you were the like I was the number three person that you've had on the most. Oh, frequently. gotcha. No, sorry. And uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Audrey, why don't you fill us in with what you've been doing? Last time you came on, we talked about dating, specifically in Utah. You were on with our other friend Brooke Wolf, one of your closer friends, I might add. Um, Brooke's great. We love Brooke. You guys had, you were sharing your opinions on the dating dynamics in Utah specifically because it comes under scrutiny quite a bit, I would say, from those that participate in it. Anyway, we don't need to rehash that, but I'm curious, how's your life been? Last nine months, what's going on? Nine months. Man, I could have grown a baby in that time. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Is there something you want to tell I us on this pod? <laughs> Well, if we're if we're splitting hairs, it was more like eight and a half. Wow. So that's kind of premature oh. if that were the case. No, <laughs> no, eight, it's ready to go at eight months. Yeah, ready. Um, I should have listened to that whole term. <laughs> I should have listened to that podcast before because I'm sure I would have had rebuttals for it now, but I don't remember what I said. I'm sure uh, I would listen back to it and be like, "What was I thinking when I said that?" That happens all the time. Yeah. Same. Same. For sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to know specifically? Just, like, dating stuff? I actually wasn't thinking that, but yes. Now that you mention it, I do. No, just how's how's life? How about that? How would, Let's start there. Life. How's work? How's life? You know, give just give people you an update. Get a bit, hey, do you want to give a shout-out to your side gig? See if there's anybody out there that listens that is looking for... <laughs> oh, yeah. I frequently listen to Latter-day Takes as I clean homes. I clean homes as a sidekick. And I get so bored that I'm like, I'm going to turn on the podcast. So um, oh, I'm just kidding, boys. Wow, that that's, was... a worse, that's a worse Jeez. review than the one I shared at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I get so bored with life sometimes that I just like, when I'm on I the brink uh, of depression. Sure. Just to get me up a little no, bit so from I, there. I just want to pull on, put up Latter-day Takes. <laughs> Um, so yeah but i do clean homes as a little side gig and as i'm a little cleaning lady it's a good time and yeah i don't know i charge hourly but i go really fast so i'm a good i yeah you need to start charging on square footage i really should but it's just it's so much work to do it that way and no one knows their square footage is it though 
I like I would ask people at first, and literally no one knows their square. Well, and they'd it's probably crazy. try and pick it apart. They'd be like, "Well, I don't okay, want you well, to clean the they... whole house, so I'm not going to go off of that. Let's just do it off of and this, I do that, clean... and the other." And it's like, "What's that square footage?" I don't yeah. know. I also do clean a lot of homes for people who have roommates, and I think they split the payment. So I just, yeah. So a lot of times I'll do, okay, I did half hour in this section, an hour in this section. Well, how much whatever. do you charge? Just give you a little advertising spot on our pod. Yeah, yeah. Give, give us the price sheet. I charge 40 an hour, and um, I also do a driving fee if I have to drive a certain amount of time based off of where I live. And I'm not going to say where that, I live. In that's fine. Case, so. That seems like a really good... It's a really good deal. Honestly, I should, I should increase my prices, but I increase my prices with inflation. You should, I, especially with inflation, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) increase my prices by $5 and I actually lost some people. So I don't know. We'll call it the podcast special. You can get her cleaning for $40 an hour if you act now. (laughs) Yeah. So call in. If you act. If if you're caller number seven. Yeah. Um, oh crap. This isn't live. Dang Free house cleaning. We'd be waiting for a while. Oh, wait, you're right. All right. But I do go do a good job if I do say so myself. So I'm bad. I should hire. I should actually anyway. look into hiring you. I hate cleaning. I, I should mean, as well. I hate it too. Audrey, Don't get me can wrong. you drive down to Can you drive down to Vegas? Yeah, for sure. I got you. Would you Would you nix his oh, his Would you nix his gas charge just as a friend? Okay. He'll pay yeah. the full forty. <laughs> <laughs> the full forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I get to go to Vegas. You can just clean, clean my room too. $40? You don't have to clean the rest of the house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just actually make your bed, right? That's all you well, need done. Give her a shout. Yeah. You can Basically. find her on Instagram. I think I don't know if you want that out there. I guess, but um, you can go through well, us. I have a you can always hit me up. And I'll, we all we all I'll know her name. I'll set you up on a date with Audrey. Oh wait, no, hold on, that wasn't it. <clears throat> I'll set you up to get a house cleaned from Audrey Chug. Okay, there we go. How about this powder puff? It's though? a good little yeah. side gig, though. Let's powder talk puff. powder puff. Let's you've talk been powder you've puff. been busy so, with powder puff lately. I have. I spend more time doing powder puff than I do cleaning, and I don't get paid for it. So, um, powder puff is so fun, though. Do you guys want to hear kind of how this all started and how it's yeah? Grown? Let's hear it. So there I was, like three years ago. At, um, we have a friend. We have a mutual friend who does workouts, and he invites people to join him if they want to join him. And so he was having us, and we usually do it at a high school, and so he was having us run drills on the football field, like sprints. And I was running them, and I just thought, I want to play a football game. This is really fun. And I never got to do powder puff in high school. And so we I don't know why my high school never did it. And so I turned to my friend who was doing it with me, and I was like, should we do some flag football with some girls? And she said, yeah. And then our buddy Scott, he was, he was just like, I would coach a team. And then it just kind of escalated from there. So... Our first powder puff was a couple years ago, and we just had two teams, and it was one game, and it was super fun, and everyone was like, we should play more games, but I couldn't do that that year, and it was also November, so it was getting cold, and so next the year after, we had planned one game, and then everyone afterwards was like, let's do more, and so we planned three more. That's when I had Harper come in. We had four teams, and then this year, I we have eight teams now so it's just double teams every single year i don't know how it has exploded how it has but it's so fun it is so fun uh you're talking to one of my assistant coaches by the way so oh for real yeah (laughs) i mean all the way up from vegas yeah well no he'll be up he'll be up here his cleaning fee his driving he'll be up here yeah (laughs) yeah he was hoping that his salary as an assistant powder puff coach 
could cover the gas fees. But I I told oh, yeah. him we'll see. No, I'll just I'll just take a I'll take a dinner date at uh, Azul. All right, what's oh uh, freak? I was just there the other day. It's like the best place oh, in Utah weird. County. Again, listen, it was a birthday. Okay, For real? Um, did you have a reservation? Yeah, we did, and everybody else was late, but me. I'm sitting there like an idiot, twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, my seriously. gosh! I and I put that. our like I even put our I names, and I was like, yeah, theory. we're here. They're like, well, you need eighty percent of the people here in order to get seated. Okay. <laughs> I just sat there and waited. Anyway, what is that place? It's a freaking, it's like a very popular Mexican restaurant in American Fork. Audrey, do you know what it's called again? I can't even remember. No. Sol Agave. I'm not the one that lives in American Fork. Sol Agave. There you go. I said I sold. That's why. I've heard of that. I, I threw you off. All right. So, yeah, the powder puff. So, it's a good time. I will say it's pretty fun to just yeah. like try and try and get your coaching chops out there and see what you're made of. Uh, sometimes some games are easier than others. My team did not do well last year. Um, no, your team struggled. Why, though? Why did our team struggle? Why did my team You was the name. single-handedly had the team that had the most turnover of girls. Like, girls who only played one game and then couldn't come the rest of the time. Yeah. Or girls who just didn't who came once and didn't like it or people who were i can't remember if that if that doesn't reflect negatively on the head coach i don't know what does that's like trump's cabinet being turned (laughs) over like every four months it's like call it's like colorado's team right now with dion 18 players i heard about that that actually is wild that's pretty crazy yeah so yeah we'll talk about that later yeah sports let's talk about that now so um the guys at Powder Puff the other day, they were talking about, you know, Michael Jordan versus um, LeBron. LeBron, obviously, classic um, conversation talk. Anyways, and so they were just, like, debating who's better, blah, 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 and then someone at one point was like, well, it depends. What era are we talking about? And at that point, I was like, oh, I could talk about eras. I could talk about Fearless, Reputation, Red, and I thought it was really it's, funny. <laughs> I- I don't even want to mention the name of the person you're talking about because I want this podcast Why? to be completely free of her. She is the moment right now. Yeah, and I think it's cult-like behavior. Her following is a cult. It is. Yeah, the it is. The fact that it's she broke creepy. the internet for like an hour was disturbing to me. I'm like, this is weird. Okay. People are freaking but out. But good over for this. her. She is projected after this Ares tour. She's project. She's projected to make the most money on a tour of any artist ever yeah i don't doubt it ever but she's also going to brainwash Which everybody that goes insane. to her concert so this kind of comes at a cost i guess but okay that's <laughs> a little dramatic are we, no. are we talking about yeah ts <laughs> okay good all right oh, me, i'm sorry this is your podcast too. we will not talk about her if you don't want to i talk really about appreciate you respecting that wolf really appreciate you respecting that okay any more any more on the powder puff stuff odge I could talk about Powerpuff all day, but what are, who do you I think? I want to ask. It. I want to ask this: Which teams do you think? What position? Oh, yeah, do you which play? position do you play? I might be QB this year. Come up to the big leagues. Oh, QB one, right? <laughs> getting her Listen, Tom I Brady. I happen to know your coach very well, and uh, and he's not going to put me in. Well, QB. I don't know. I'm just going to say he's, you're going to have to really impress him. He's gonna, he's he's a no BS type guy. He's been on the pod before. <laughs> before. Yeah, everyone can just scrub through that and figure it out. No, I don't know. I I'm just there to fill spaces. I probably won't even be playing on my team this first game, so we'll see. Oh, you're gonna be act as a filler but, somewhere else. 
Yeah, I'll probably be a filler somewhere okay. else. Okay. Well, which team do you think is the favorite this year? I think knee-jerk. I am a little bit afraid of Austin's team. They might. Because they might have a bunch of I ringers? They might have a bunch of ringers. We just don't know. They're the wild cards. They called up these so. girls from, like, Ephraim or something, and you're just like, you know those girls Amanda. can, like, leg press 600 pounds. They wake up at 4 in the morning to milk cows. <laughs> like, those girls don't kid around. So They're running from Manti I, mean, I feel like I feel like I can make some phone calls if you guys Maybe. want some ringers. You might need that. Did you notice this? I know some former soccer players. You notice the color shirt so. I'm wearing? Oh, is your team yeah, green? That's right. I thought of you there when you I go. put on this shirt. I never wear this shirt. I love I love the color uh, thread we have. I was going to say right we kind of look like a. I have orange. Light. You got green. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we What's do. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty close to a stoplight. I, I should go throw a red shirt <laughs> yeah. on. But, you know, nice. that or- you got orange, green, and yellow. You know, it's very very good color. You know, so cute. Blend here. Um, good job, guys. So I don't really, I guess. More to stand. We should come on and recap some games sometime. Though. That'll be fun. <laughs> that actually, is, that's, that's actually not. That might not be a terrible idea. The problem is nobody can see these How, games, so it's more fun if they like see them and then they're like, "Oh, these are the this is the recap." I don't know. We'll think about that. That's not a bad idea. I'm not totally against that. We'll play it. We'll, we'll do. We'll do the recap when I come down. That's to right. The assistant. There, there we you go. go. Um, How should we that? move on to our favorite segment? Yeah, so I know Audrey has things in the hopper here. I know she does Boy. because she's literally mentioned Harper? it like two other times. Oh, you want to talk about people I can't be friends with? And it's usually things that I possess. Oh, no. It's like always <laughs> traits that I've shown. She's like, oh, those are th- things I can't be friends with. And I'm like, okay, then then I guess we're done being friends. That's fine. That's fine. Just, just stop making me feel bad about it. I... I do the same thing. What are you talking about, Harper? Yeah, but you're not, I don't take you seriously in almost anything. People I can't be friends with. People oh. that go on hikes. <laughs> Dude, we, you freaking, you, we actually had a text exchange that is Simple worth pleasures, talk, not this hiking. This is worth talking about on the pod. We had a text exchange where you went off I on agree. hikers, and I legitimately, I countered you pretty well, I thought, dude. Hi. Hi. Hey. What do you have against hikers? That video, video's so good. Oh, it was Instagram. That's right. It was Hi. over Instagram. <laughs> Gotta pull this up real quick. All right. Wait. Recap real quick, okay? My buddy sends me this video of hikers walking up the mountain and what and white people, right? It's it's nobody and then white people, right? And it's hiking edition. Okay, these people walking past other people and they go, Hi. Right. Hi. Oh. Right. Just simple simple it's little true. hi. Yeah. Hi. Right. Walking, so it's hilarious, right? I'm dying laughing, and I sent it to Harper because I know he's a huge hiker. I wouldn't say I'm huge. I like hiking, but I would huge hiker. He hiked hiked the biggest mountain in the world. When I think of Harper, I think Mount Kilimanjaro in Utah. Hold on, there's no way that's true. Audrey just said when I think of Harper, I think of hiking. I think she's messing with this. I think we have to verify this. Same, same. That's that same, can't same. be true, is it? I do too. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you. Thank you for second. You seconding guys don't know how much you're matter. insulting actual hikers by saying that I <laughs> like who. I, all, I, I I hike. I love to hike. No, I do too. Obviously, Ugh. but I am not like the quintessential hiker. I haven't even done like eighty percent of the peaks in Utah. I feel like maybe even more. Yeah, but you did the biggest one. In that's the country, all that matters. But it was more out of convenience than anything. 
but it was fun. I love the challenge. I love the exertion. I love like getting after it and accomplishing something. But anyway, so you also enjoy working out, but that's the, it's literally the exact same thing. So you're, so that, that was my point, right? So I send this, I send this to Harper, right? And I go, I don't understand how you guys hike. It's so dumb to me, right? The worst thing ever. Okay. I, I know how much Harper likes hiking. I don't enjoy hiking because it's working out, right? In my opinion, anything that is a workout is not an activity that I want to go to for fun, right? Unless it's, I guess, oh, I, I can't baseball. say that everything, right? Because because, because sports, because sports, right? Exactly. Like pickleball. No, no, I'm I'm talking like pickleball, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like kickball, like by all means, pick up basketball by all means. I'll go do that. However, that's sports related. It's not going and 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 walking up a million flights of stairs. Sorry. Like if I'm going to go to the Sears tower, I'm not taking the mm. stairs, right? Like if I go to the empire state building, I'm not the taking the stairs. Is the right? It's the exact same thing. If I'm going, no, 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 listen, listen, let me make the point. Let me make the point. If I'm going to the top of the mountain, okay, I'm not taking the stairs. Give me the chairlift. Give me the elevator. Well, sometimes they don't have them. Then what? But the Sears the tower isn't rests. outside in nature Yeah, where you can get, all of the- but I go to the top and I go to the uh, observatory deck and I look outside and then I am outside. So he's given it in a me. city. Still outside in nature. Doesn't matter if it's a concrete jungle or not. Still a jungle. Okay. Uh, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm not. Gi- I'm not giving you that one. Just because someone happened to refer to New York as the concrete jungle, in no way. <laughs> Is it relatable to an actual jungle? <laughs> Whatever, man. So my response to Brian over Instagram, he says, worst activity in quotes, which how dare you, by the way, ever. And I said, it contains the following, stress reduction, high quality exercise, amazing views, sense of accomplishment, low, bro- low bro- blood pressure, and an appreciation for which God's is false. creations. Yeah. Sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. Okay, you're not gonna have low blood 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 it's pressure walking up a mountain. That was really okay, hard that's, to say. that's a that's a high. That is a high heart rate. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. We're gonna Andrew. have to call there on. There's a book called The Nature. Fix. We're gonna have to call on Miss Chug. And it, <clears> got her hand raised for we'll like seven minutes. Any... What? I was. I think what? I got I think cut I off for a second there. Sorry. We. I, I wanted to hear from you. That's what I said. We're calling on Miss Chug now. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So there's a book called The Nature Fix. I cannot tell you all the stats in it because it's been a few years since I read it. But it basically goes through a bunch of studies that have been done about nature and the effects on human beings, and it. it it's just incredible. So you just you gotta read it, and then you're like, oh, I have to be a hiker now because I have to be outside. That's all I have to say about that. No, I yes. don't. It's literally, no, it, if, when I come up this summer, right, and somebody invites me to go on a hike, it's a hard no. Okay. Sorry, I'm not going. Okay. You want to go? I'm not go. even going to try and go invite you, but I, I don't, don't I think, I think there could be a scenario in which you're like, okay, fine, I'll try it. I'm going to send a picture of, Brian, of myself to Brian every time I'm hiking. That's fine. I'll enjoy it. All right, but I just I, I'm not. We've established no. that. That's not even that's not even people that can't. No, be it is. Okay. 
Can I can I start this? People is, can't be friends and with. No, no, our friendship not. has ended. And it's, not. it's not. So has the podcast. You no, guys have a good it's night. Not. I'll see y'all later. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. And scene. Okay, so I go to the movie on uh, Saturday. John Wick. Okay, John Wick Part Four. Phenomenal. Right. Totally absurd. Right. John Wick movies. Fast and Furious movies. Right. Very much absurd. Like. Things happen in these movies, right? People I can't be friends with. People that take these movies literally and be like, that could never happen. This guy would die. Like, da, da, da. I'm like, shut up and enjoy the movie, dude. Like, take it, take it at its abs- absur- absurdity. I right? believe they like, refer to that. Obviously, as it's crazy. The suspension of disbelief. Right? Okay. Well, sure. I don't know what that means, but sure. No, I mean, anyway, sorry. Keep going. But yeah, somebody's being suspended, <laughs> right? On some type of wire, right? All right, yeah. And I'm sitting there you in disbelief. That. That's exactly what that meant. <laughs> that's, an actual, okay. that's a really but good people, one, actually. But seriously, like the people that like get almost like pissed that this happened in this movie, right? Like that's, he would be dead, right? Like, okay, relax, Mr. Doctor, medical professional guy. Okay, relax. I think I can agree with that. So yeah, people like at be the same with. time hating, and I, I'm about to say those movies, but I don't know if I'd hate John Wick. I've actually never really seen John Wick, but fast, the fast. Oh, John Wick's a good. One. I have gone on record, literally on this podcast before, talking about how much I hate Fast and Furious movies. Um, but you're still right. Like I don't sit there in the Fast and the Furious movie and go, "Oh, that would never happen." That's that engineering wise, the physics behind that just don't make sense. Now, granted, I have made those jokes before, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit there in a movie and torture myself because, like, obviously, the laws of physics don't apply in this movie. That's obvious. So, exactly. my thing is, I don't put myself through that torture because I'm like, no, I'm not like that's not worth it to me because I, it's like watching a cartoon. Like that, that to me is the problem that right. I have with it. It's like watching a cartoon. That's it. Yeah, it's it's the it's Roadrunner and, and Coyote, right? Oh, the Coyote fell off the side of the mountain. That yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah, how does, how does he keep does he coming back? back? Yeah, it's fair, right? Yeah. Like, hundred percent. Great, yeah. great call. Thank you. Do you have any comments on yeah. that, Audrey? So yeah, that's my people I can't be friends with. Uh, I zoned out there. Oh, good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. I'm so- kidding. Sorry, we're yes. boring you again. No, with the you said you said when you were bored, you put this on. Why are you not being like? If you're bored, like you should be good. Sorry, let me you go. Let me go engage. clean a baseboard right now. Here we uh... are giving you a chance to spruce up this boring <laughs> podcast you've mentioned, and you're not even digging it. <laughs> All right, Audrey, you're up. No, I people you can't be friends with. I agree. With actually with this because it's like if you're gonna watch a realistic movie and it's been realistic the whole time and then it throws out some random obscure crazy thing then sure but if the whole entire movie is obscure and random and crazy then just don't like nitpick it um also people i can't be friends with now okay yeah yes you're up yeah okay um guys who have super nervous about this siblings who are professional Okay. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. Guys who are related to professional athletes and guys who um, fall asleep during Lamb of God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never actually fell asleep. Unbelievable. <laughs> For the record. And he was a former professional athlete. So does that does that cause oh, a double really? negative? I 
thus Brian negating. never talks about you. We've never talked about your career. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sorry, I can be, I can be friends with professional athletes, just not people who have professional athlete siblings. All right. I would really so, appreciate it if you took this no. segment seriously. Can't... Um, Okay, real one. So you can be friends with me, but you really can't. I'm I'm confused. Well, I hike, so we can't be friends. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my people I can't be friends with. I already established that. For real? Okay, people I can't be friends with. People that say when they need my address and they say Addy instead of Addy. Oh, yeah. Drop your Addy. Like, what's your Addy? I can't. (laughs) <laughs> it's a cringe moment for it's you. It's so cringe. You texted me about that, and I responded, and I remember being like, "I actually agree with you, but I've definitely used it before." But there are times that I can't be friends yeah. with myself, so I'll be the first to admit that. Same. Same. Now, put put yourself in their shoes, though, right? If they're texting and driving, which I do not condone and I hate doing that. I actually text Harper about that yesterday. I said, I, please call me. I hate texting and driving. Uh, if they are sending a quick text like that, right, are you going to hold that against them? Or, right, or are we talking like they're actually sitting at their house like, I just need your address, and they, they put Addy. Well, I mean, this whole segment, it's not like I'd literally not be friends with someone who says, give me your Addy. No, no, you should. You, no, no, that's, that's the way this works. <laughs> that is the way this works. We, we don't like the you we, to it now. We don't. What's funny not, about this exchange, yeah. so Audrey texts me out of the blue and says, I can't be friends with anyone who says, here's my Addy. And I said, that's not a bad one. And she goes, or drop your Addy. Yeah. And I said, is it specifically that context or just any time they say Addy? And she just goes, Addy with a throw up emoji. And I said, <laughs> and this is where <laughs> I said, I'm like, pretty sure I've used it before. However, it's been a few years, I think. But you're right. It's cringy. And then she didn't text me back. And I was like, oh, wow. She meant it. <laughs> <laughs> oh weird yeah she does that she does that on on occasion she just doesn't text people back oh my brian you are one to talk <laughs> i cannot with you who, last, who said the last text you and it was a it was a gif of audrey hepburn and that right there is the only text <laughs> i've ever received from brian harper i can't <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. That was too easy. <laughs> Harper's the one that threw the softball right there. Sorry. I had to hit, I had to hit it. Oh, you're welcome. Sitting there. Okay, back to the texting thing, though. It's like, do not tell me that your phone is going to be more predicting text with the word Addy than address. Because right. you type in Addy, your phone is going to autocorrect <laughs> it to auto or something. And then all of a sudden, like... Drop your auto. This is your strongest point, know. actually. This is your strongest yeah. point. I do like this quite a bit. They make a point yeah. to no, say that's Addy. actually. Yeah, I actually 100. This, you know what? This turned into one that was like okay to pretty freaking good. Actually, I love the yeah. fact Be- yeah, because they go they... out of their way to make it cringy. That's a, yes. <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well done. Also, yeah, that's that's a that's it a like tough says address. Like, the fact that you're do you think there's ever been a time yes. where it said address and they're like, nope, backspace, <laughs> take out the address and then add a y. Is, is it is it is it with a y or a not? Y. It's a y. I can't y. wait until it okay. goes a d d i e like the name. Drop your Addy. Like, oh yeah, let me just. Well, a d d y. That's a name too. Addy. I've seen that before. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. No, yeah. 
go out of their way to spell I'll give one exception. I think the like, only yeah, time it's acceptable cringe. is if you're doing it as some, some sort of pun for somebody actually named Addy. Okay, yeah, acceptable. Yeah. Or if you need some Addy. Huh? Oh. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, we're going to have to look at our edit team and how You're setting it to your cut that one. Make sure that one doesn't make the final pub publication. Hey, some of us have some of us have ADD, okay? Yeah. Well, anyway, my turn. Anyway, go Harbor. Mine's pretty simple and it's also very uh it's very negative. Like it's like people are like, "Well, why? Why do you like It's <laughs> new." <laughs> Uh, um i don't know if i could be friends with people that want to be friends with everyone because then what am i in this friendship i kind of love this like what 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 value do i bring to you if i'm just one of the many that you want to be friends with i need it needs to be predicated on something semi-unique it doesn't need to be individual but it could be like you know you're one of like seven friends that i have that are this way which is why i like you guys is why we're friends but if it's like no 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 i like everybody i want i want to love like listen there's a big difference between loving everyone and being friends with everybody right christ absolutely loved everyone who knows if he was friends with everyone i don't know All right. Okay, that might have been a little blasphemous. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> no. I'm gonna pull back on that one. I'm no, no, it comes, it, it comes back to the point, right? We can be friends, but we can't be best friends. Kind of along those lines, right? So if somebody wants to be friends with everybody, right? It's the water. Yeah, that's down actually effect, true, right? Like just yeah, oh, like yeah, sure, I'll be here, your here, friend. Right? So but it's there's like, nothing special hey, about look, this. Yeah, but we're we're talking yeah. exactly. Right, we're acquaintances at that point. We're not really yeah. all friends, and and who he or she who are trying to be friends with everybody, right, or being just more acquaintances with everybody. Can you really open up and be truly best friends with everybody? No, but you can be acquaintances yeah. with everybody. Right. So yeah, to your point, I, I agree. Yeah, if you're if you're a floater, right, like by all means be a floater, but just know that you're diluting like, all your friendships hey, if, because if, you're a floater. <clears throat> yeah. Hundred percent, I agree. I just want to say that if you are listening to this podcast and you think, "Oh, I say Addy, I could never be friends with that chick," I will be friends with you still. Uh, no, no, right, exactly. No, we, we that's we've not established how the this. Works. I, no, no, you can be friends. I actually, you can be friends. You can't be whatever best friends. you say on the segment of people you can't be friends with goes. Okay, Audrey. Yes, thank you for raising your hand. <laughs> I actually have a it's little like, bit of a tangent I could go off on this if for a second if you would like yeah, to. Yeah, actually absolutely. this like podcast is full of tangents, it. please. If you're so lucky, maybe yeah, we'll use this one to promote the pod and we'll see. Let's see how good it oh, is. Oh, okay. I have I would love to get your opinions on this while we're on the topic. Because I feel like sometimes Okay, how do I say this? Sometimes in relation to dating um, for lack of a better term, I feel like I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't with friendships. So I feel like it's a red flag if a person or a girl doesn't have friends, but then I also feel like sometimes it, you can get called out and have a red flag, but it's like you have just like really tight circle of friends. So I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, because I feel like, um, I have a tight circle of friends. Um, but I also have a lot of people that I 
hang out with other than them. And so, um, but then I think the online perception can sometimes be different. So I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on that. I might need some more information, but first and foremost, watch your language on this podcast, please. So let's just remember. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay. I've listened to this before, and you have said. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, If it's in the Bible, it's not a swear word. Damn's actually not a swear word. But you can ask Brian about the swear words he likes to do that I'm always, that I'm always like, oh gosh, I guess I'll leave it in. But anyway, have to I have to hit the <laughs> the mature button for this. Episode. No, I'm just kidding. I've actually never done that. <laughs> All right, let's go back to it. So you're basically saying, just to clarify, that you sometimes get criticized, essentially, and we don't mean that necessarily directly. Like people aren't going out of the way to be like, Audrey, how could you? Yeah, but it's like maybe not. You the, have your tight knit you, circle of lady friends specifically, and it's like, well, why doesn't she ever branch out? And then when you do branch out, they're like, why don't you have like close friends? Is it kind of that? Exactly. It's like, what's more of a red flag? And I'm gonna continue to live my life, and I don't really care because I think that people that want to actually date me will see past that or whatever. But I don't know what like what what would you rather if you're taking out a girl would you rather have a girl who just doesn't really seem to have really close friendships or would you rather a girl that on these two extremes or would For me, you rather it's a, a girl that only has close friends to your point the two ex- they are extremes right I think very rarely do you actually see one or the other but if if I had to pick for me it's a no brainer it's a girl that had close friends no brainer. Because to me, that's like, then she has the ability 100%. to connect and get deeper and actually, like, develop relationships. And keep relationships. And be loyal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I don't know. It's an interesting yeah. thought. Um, because I also think it's important to, like, be able to be someone who can be friends or friendly with everyone. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, this didn't turn out to be something that I thought that we would really get into it. But you guys. What other right. life advice do you okay. have for us? We yeah. can help you right now. I know we can. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm so... We're here to solve life's issues. I, I need you guys to give me the advice that I need in my life. We're going to actually think yeah. of changing the name of this podcast to Dear Harpers. You know? Dear Harpers. Yeah. We just, like, <laughs> answer people's <laughs> questions <laughs> and help them. Well, uh, life advice can I help you with, <laughs> Harpers. I wish I, I, wish I would have brought come up with something. Uh, you know... At the moment, yeah, that's that's a that's a good my question. Life is so freaking good. I don't I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I I definitely agree with with the needs to have close friends, right? Because I I have close friends, right? Like I have three of my best friends from baseball, right? And then I have honestly I have a Utah group of friends now, right? Which is awesome. And then I have my Vegas group of friends as well, yeah. right? So. Having those close knit, you know, relationships is, in my opinion, the best thing to have. When, because, it, like we said, it, it proves that you can be loyal to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And dating somebody, right? It's you need to be loyal to that person, right? And if you're just floating around, you're not really like getting in deep with 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 your, you know, close knit best friends. Right? How are you going to be able to do that with a you know person that you're trying to date? Well, and within so. within the context and of those friendships too, you can really tell a lot about a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the the friends that they keep, right? It's that whole uh, saying, right? Like How can you keep. You're, yeah, you know. So if you if you're dating somebody, if you're going out and and 
you come to find out that they are best friends with so-and-so, right? And so-and-so has a bad reputation and you've met them a handful of times. You don't really like that person, whatever it may be. It's like, can you really get along with the person that you're going on a date with, right? If you know that they keep company with that one person or a handful of people, right? Like you don't want to judge, you don't want to judge from the outside, but if you actually know that person that they're best friends with and you're like, no, like that's, that's tough. That's a tough look right there. Right. Like I, I can't do it, you know? So. Yeah. And to be fair, you probably want someone who's a little bit, obviously you don't want anyone who's on either end of the spectrum extremely, but someone more kind of in the middle that has the close friends that can still make new friends and be friendly and have acquaintances. And Which, all uh, things, but... thanks for setting yourself up perfectly for basically saying I'm the perfect no. girl. I've got a little bit of both. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> oh my word. Well done. Ooh, well played. Um, but I will add a spiritual side of, to this conversation. This is as perfect. Let's Harper, transition into sorry, Brian, Let's hear this. As Brian was yeah. talking, I was thinking, okay, so if we are the company that we keep and, you know, that saying you become most like the five people you spend most of your time with. And in that way, it's really important to um, have a close relationship with Christ because when you, when people think about you, um, they can think about characteristics that Christ would possess. And um, I can't remember what he was saying, but essentially that was the thought. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Nice. I'm not. I'm not being very ugly. The company on this you keep. Today. No, you're you're oh, doing so great. Sorry. Hey, hey, still don't way. talk about our friend Audrey that way. Nah, you're doing fantastic. Nah, <laughs> uh, by the way, I can't be friends still with people that fine. say that unironically. Hey, don't talk about my friend Jim that way. It's from The Office, right? Andy saying that. That's why I think it's funny. <laughs> but, um, well, okay, let's. Uh, There's our office quote of the, yeah, of the week. Let's fully transition to the spiritual segment. Let's talk. Gospel talk. Perfect. So I want to talk about one topic. I don't know if we want to do this at the beginning or the end, but I definitely want to talk about it. Kind of covered it a little bit with Audrey as a preview. And I understand that it could be venturing into sensitive territory for a lot of people, not just us as individuals, but people we know. And so we don't want to come across as like dogmatic and say, this is how it is. And this is what we think. But I want to talk about garments. Do we want to do that before we share our own little spiritual thoughts or after? Maybe before. Hmm. Kind of think That's it fine. before, Don't because matter. then we could just like end it on a more like individual, like this is a more personal note. Because we're gonna be here's the thing, we're gonna be sharing a lot of opinions on this part. Or I say we, I mean I will, but um, we and so that doesn't lend itself as well to like gospel talk because to me, what makes that part of the segment as more fulfilling is that it's personal. And then you can say, I read this or I, I had this experience and, you know, how do you, like, it's just, it's just great. Like, it's just nice. It kind of invites a nice spirit. So let's do garments first. Now, it's just, I have a question in terms of, it's kind of hard to even kick this off, but Brian, you bring an interesting perspective because you recently started wearing garments because you just went through the temple for the first time a couple months ago. I've been wearing them since I was 19 Audrey, I don't know, age doesn't really matter, but you are a female, and that is a very important perspective in all this because that plays a big role in how these things are talked about and viewed. You don't need to share. Do not feel like you need to, you're like the ultimate representative of women and garments and things like that. So I don't want you thinking that and don't feel like I'm putting you on the spot or anything. But I think it's interesting, just I have one question, and this is maybe something only really Brian could touch on, and I'm curious what Audrey thinks if she wants to, but 
when I, I, I don't wear my garments all the time. I don't wear my garments to the gym. But what I have tried to make a point of now, is this perfect? No. It has been a while since I've done this, but am I going to say I'm never going to do it again? I, I wouldn't say that, is that I don't tend to wear tank tops to the gym. Because of the clothes I wear, I'm like, I could be wearing garments right now. And that, to me, is kind of a nice principle tied to it. Is that even in the situation I'm in, because another layer of clothing really can turn up the heat, quite literally. And so it's a little bit tough. Now, granted, I served in freaking Cancun, Mexico. And it was hotter than hell down there. And I don't know how I managed that with full layers, like full pants, Layers of garments underneath, all that stuff. So obviously it's possible to work out in garments and you're not going to die. But it's a comfort thing, all that. I guess that's how I justify it. But then on the flip side, because I'm wearing clothes that I could be wearing garments on top of, I feel like that's better, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I feel good about it personally. And that's what every pretty much every stake president will tell you is it's personal. That's how you should deal with it. I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on that though. Yeah. So here's my opinion. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the verbiage, right? It's wearing it throughout your life, right? Making a point to have them on, yes, by all means, right? However, if you're going and doing something where you're going to quote unquote disrespect the cloth, right? Like doing doing yard work. Right, like I was out in the backyard yesterday, didn't have them on because I knew I was going to be getting dirty. Let me say it real right? quick, like getting just dust to, all because I would bet you there are some right. people out there that could be listening to this and be like, "But that's not disrespecting it." Just sweating in it alone isn't. So I'm curious, okay. and I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. I'm no, no, no. Just merely bringing up what other okay. people might say. Yeah, I, I'm saying like getting them actually dirty, right? Like think of, think of like the the Pope, right? Is he going to be out there doing yard work in his garb, right? Like that, that's the way I kind of looked at it. It's, it's more of a respect for me, in my opinion, of not wearing it out when I'm doing actual like manual labor and working and doing things like that, right? It's just, it, it's a sacred thing, right? And that's the way I look at it. And I don't want to, I don't want something to happen where I'm, you know, I get caught by a branch that I'm, you know, I'm trimming bushes or something like that. And then all of a sudden I get a hole and it rips, right? Well, you know, it's just, it's more garments, of a respect thing If you weren't wearing garments, though, it could slice right through your body and kill you. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm probably being a little too flippant again. I mean, is it, the thing is, I will say this in our culture. Sorry, this is a quick tangent. We probably talk a little bit too much about how garments, like, save people's lives. Because there's plenty of moments where that hasn't mm-hmm. happened. So what does that mean? Yeah. Anyway, so that's all. That's why I kind of make that joke. But. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. I know I'm, why you. But I know the why listeners you might not have. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that that's my opinion on it, right? But I do make it a point to have them on when I go out to baseball, right? Like I'm wearing them. It's starting to heat up here in Vegas and we'll see how the summer goes and, right with it being extremely hot. And by baseball do you but, mean are you playing baseball are you coaching baseball or no, you watching I'm, I'm baseball? I'm coaching. Okay. I'm coaching. Yeah. So um I do like to have them on out there just because it's more of, you know, 
I'm not doing anything really, right? I'm kind of just sitting around and, you know, by all means, I'll, I'll have them on. I don't like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm dressed to go to baseball anyway, so I'm like, I'm not going to just change out of my stuff. And then, you know, we don't have, I don't have like a locker room to go change in, right? So it's not like I can put on different stuff. So um, I, I'm more relaxed about it too, I guess, where it's like, you know, I, if I'm wearing shorts that maybe the, I sit down and you can see the bottoms of, of my, of my shorts. I'm like, it, it they look like compression shorts to me. So it, I don't know if it's just more, and I know it's supposed to be covered and things like that, but I don't like, I'm just, I, I'm almost proud to have them on. And the only people that are going to know that they're something of a religious base is other members, you know, and like, by all means, I'm, I try to keep everything covered, but at the same time, it's, you know, I'm, I'm proud of where I'm at and, you know, what I'm, you know, able to be a part of now. So, um, you know, if, if it pops out and sees the top of the collar or, you know, the bottom of my shorts, it don't matter to me none, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm proud of where I'm at with it. So, um, but yeah, I think it comes back to if I'm working out or if I'm doing something, manual labor, things like that, um, yeah, it's it's more of a respect thing for me than, you know, having them on and sweating through them and being, you know, making them all nasty and stuff like that. So, I like it. Audrey, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. So is the question specifically when and when, when I do and when I do not wear my garments? So basically my question is this, and like I said, you do not have to answer this, certainly not directly if you don't, if you don't feel qualified or whatever it is that you're feeling associated with this to, to do so. But mine is, I wonder about, it's kind of the philosophy of just because you're not wearing garments, does that mean you can then, like, so my, like I may not wear garments, but I'll still wear a shirt that could cover them. That's my own personal philosophy. Whereas that's not always the case in some ways. Like you, people that are like, well, I'm not wearing garments, so I might as well wear a tank top. Like guys, and, and I thought that way before. And I could think that way in the future where it's like, what's a tank top matter? Like boating, 100%, I'll be wearing a tank top, 100%. Um, so that's like, this isn't even no holds barred, but I just wonder about that philosophy and kind of how you view that, if you have any opinions on that. And you may not. Um, I still wear tank tops. When I work out, Mm -hmm. I think the number one reason I do that is because I run a lot. I guess I've never really thought about this, but I run a lot. And at BYU, I remember I couldn't, you, the gym, you had to wear a cap sleeve shirt. And it gets really tricky if you're running a lot of miles (laughs) to like the sleeve. It just gets hot. And I would always like kind of try to tuck it. Anyways, well, what's funny just, about that, I guess, too, with the, even me even bringing up tank tops, which I did, this was me, the, the, the new line, especially for women, isn't it like almost a tank top these days? Isn't it like above the yeah. shoulder? It's like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I, like, I have a professional shirt that I wear that goes, like, to here, and it's fine. And it covers them. But, yeah, wow. yeah, I don't know, but I'll wear a tank top playing pickleball, too. I don't feel like it's a huge deal, but that's me. Yeah. And I, and I completely agree with that, right? Like, my, my mom wears her, especially during summers here in Vegas, right? My mom's in tank tops playing tennis and, and you know, getting yeah. her active on, right? Like, by all means. But does she come home and, and put them on? Yeah, by, she does. But it's just, it is what it is, you know? So, it, 
I think it comes down. Obviously, it's all personal, right? Yeah, and it's all personal. Let me, You're let wearing me it throughout your this. life, right? And it and it's and it's between yes. you and, and that the Lord, is the big right? Thing. And like, and that's what my mom, my mom's opinion's always been that way, right? Like, if she dies, right, and Heavenly Father goes, Sherry, you didn't wear your garments the entire time, and she's like, if I, if she's like, if I get punished for that, she's like, then like, I'll, I, hello, I, I'll wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, so I just want to reiterate just because of my own internal philosophy, that does not mean I'll sit there and be like, you know what? Feel a lot better if my shirt was off right now, get a little tan, get some more breeze going. So I don't want to make it sound like, oh yeah, no holds barred. Like this is what I do. This is how I act. I'm merely throwing out a question when it comes to this garment conversation, because I think it's an interesting one and everybody does have their own opinions on it. And that's fine. I'm not saying we need to have the same opinion. I'm just more curious than anything. No doubt. I, I will say the, about the whole, it's between you and God thing. I, I agree. It obviously is like, no one is here to judge anyone. Yeah. I think that, but see that, that's, that's that feeling in your heart, right? Like, if you're, you, you know, if you're lying to yourself, right? Like, you know, if you're worthy to wear them, you know, if you're worthy to go to the temple, you know, you know, that, yeah, right? I, I think, like yeah. as much as you want to say it's between me and the Lord, like, don't worry about it. Right. You may be saying that, but inside, you know, that you're doing something different or wrong or good. Yeah, or you may have ended the conversation between two people. But if you're not right. like being truthful with yourself, then like that's a whole other issue that you're gonna have to deal with. Which you're right, exactly. it is personal. But yeah, best of luck yep. handling that. So totally. And I, I learned that I learned that from my bishop, right? Because I, me being so hesitant to go into the temple, like, and he's like, Brian, let's go through the questions, mm-hmm. and then like you answer all the questions, you're like, and it, he's like literally sitting there, and he's like, so. Do you, like the most important question in my opinion is do you feel worthy right and for the longest time i couldn't answer that being like yes i do right until i finally got to that point being like yes right and everything else before it is just like okay yeah whatever like yeah yeah no no whatever right the last question in my opinion is the is the most important one do you feel worthy so that that's that conversation. That's that you know. You may have ended the conversation between two people, but you know the real conversation. So your bishop was like, "Wait a second. So you're living like you have a full temple recommend, but you don't have one. You're a nerd, <laughs> and that's what got you to go. <laughs> nerd. Exactly. Why would you live that way if you don't have a full temple <laughs> recommend? What a waste. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh... Um. Uh, I I just have some. Sorry, do you want to wrap up? No, no, no. I I, I, I wanted to share no. some more uh, spiritual thoughts anyway. But if you have more on this topic, by all means. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I I talked about this with a couple of my friends actually earlier this week. So this is funny. But my friend texted this chat later, and um, she mentioned something from "Forget Me Not" by President Uchtdorf, and so I read it. Anyway, so I'm just going to read it, and because I've been thinking a lot about not just garment wearing, but just like how I live my life generally and what is between God and I and what is a personal choice and like what, how, like the why behind things and what, how I can make it seem less like commandments are just annoying and I just have to do it versus actually getting something out of them. 
Um, because I, I think it's no secret, especially among women, that garment wearing is really, really hard. And I would put myself in that category. It's really tricky for me. But I do it. And I think that... Can I, I ask in what context really quickly? Not I 100% agree with you. Like, I know what you're saying. But I'm curious which context you're speaking of more specifically. Yeah, um, it just... With women specifically, it really um, narrows down a lot of things that you can wear that would be in any in any context. So, like going out on a date in any context. Obviously, yes. like athletically working out, that one's very apparent because the style does no, not lend itself. Yeah, well. no, I'm just I'm just talking about like regular clothing, day to day clothing having a, like, going out, like, dresses, nice dresses, like, it's just, it's tricky because it really narrows style options. Um, so, yeah. So, with that, so this talk from President Uchtdorf, again, talking more about the why behind why we do things versus so strict about, like, how or what. Um, my dear sisters, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not an obligation. It is a pathway marked by our loving Father in heaven leading to happiness and peace in this life and glory and inexpressible fulfillment in the life to come. The gospel is a light that penetrates mortality and illuminates the way before us. While understanding the what and the how of the gospel is necessary, the eternal fire and majesty of the gospel springs from the why. When we understand why our Heavenly Father has given us this pattern for living, when we remember why we committed to making a foundation, making it a foundational part of our lives, the gospel ceases to become a burden and instead becomes a joy and a delight. It becomes precious and sweet. Um, <clears throat> so with that, I was in the temple a few weeks ago, and um, in the initiatory part of the temple, it's, it talks about garment wearing specifically and why we have the garment and in no way is the church ever going to be like these are the specific hours and times that you should be wearing your garments because I think that the prophet realizes that he can't that that is just he can't dictate well so that dnc 58 upon his it's a micromanage it's micro, not me, yeah. man in all things right yeah. but I do think that if you listen with eyes to see and ears to hear that you can kind of get those answers pretty clearly from God, at least. And this is at least what I've been, I, cause I've been kind of on this journey lately of like, where, where how am I supposed to wear these? Where, how often? Blah, blah, blah. And in that initiatory session, what I noticed was that the garment is placed on us as a reminder of the covenants that we have made since baptism to now. And I think about my baptismal covenants and I think for me, the, the most important part of the baptismal covenant is essentially that we are representatives of Jesus Christ from for the rest of our lives. And as a representative of Jesus Christ, I have promised that I would do certain things. And um, so, and, and yeah, that I would do certain things. And so in that point, it's like, okay, well, who, who am I trying to represent right now? Am I trying to re represent the Lord or am I trying to represent the world? And who am I trying to please? Because the argument can also be easily, easily, and I would also, I've struggled with this too, easily be made, well, I don't feel confident wearing things that are garment worthy because I, like, for example, like the smallest part of my body is always covered by garments and I can never, like, I feel like I can never truly show it off kind of a thing. But again, it's like, well, where is your confidence coming from? Is, is your confidence coming from the approval that you're getting from the world? Or is your confidence coming from the approval that your savior is giving you and that being come, a part of it coming from um, following 
the commandments that God has given us. Again, which we only take upon ourselves to this degree and to this level if we have been in doubt. But I don't know. Like, I could be wrong. These are just the things that have been on my mind lately. No, I, it's no, 100% I think it's right. Good thoughts, for sure. And I actually totally relate yeah. to that. In fact, when I was going through my own reconversion, so to speak, or conversion, I guess you could say, when I was living in Texas, I was getting really into weightlifting. Loved that and all. And loved just trying to get as strong as I possibly could. And I'd go, always go to the gym with tank tops. And I realized when it turned in my head where I was like, I'm not going to lie. Because, like, honestly, when you're working out, and this may sound cringy, I'll be honest, but when you're working out and you look at your own progress in the mirror while you're working out and just be like, this is why I do it. Like, it's motivating. You're like, wow, I feel like my arms are looking good today or whatever. And, like, it, it encourages you to keep going. But then that transformed to me to be like, I like how I look and I bet other people like how these look too. And for me, I was like, that doesn't seem like a healthy outlook for me personally. And that's when I stopped. I was like, I should probably just stop wearing tank tops then because I don't want it to be like I'm trying to show off or anything like that. And, and that's kind of the philosophy that I employed there along the lines of what you're talking about, Audrey. Well, I will say, I think that God wants us to feel confident and comfortable in our bodies. And that's a whole conversation for another time. Oh, yeah. No, um, I'm not saying that I started wearing a t-shirt uh, so that I could then be like, oh, I, I can't be proud of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how you say these. <laughs> um, you <wanna> see? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> because I do think, like, on some aspect, like, that there's there's a lot of body positivity that comes from showing off what you have worked hard to create. Like I, I fully am on that boat too. So I don't know, but the principles of what I learned in the temple being what is kind of guiding me at least for right now. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a hundred. I mean, I love the question, like, who are you representing? Right? Like you're representing the world or you're representing Jesus Christ. Right. And like, if, if you can live, life like that right it's the whole you know what would jesus do type thing right yeah. it's the wwjd you know but i i like your version better who you rep <laughs> <laughs> i like that much, much more so yeah who you repping oh that's um, good um you want to go you or go. you want me to go harper yeah. all right so uh we had a talk in church on sunday um New family moved in in January, first time speaking um, to the to the ward. Um, uh, last name Porter, Brother Porter. can't remember his first name. Um, but he had an amazing quote in his um, talk. And he quoted somebody else, and I can't... I haven't been able to find it because I kind of... I, I write things down during... Uh, sacrament meeting during all pretty much all my meetings uh, just because I, I would leave church sometimes and be like, man, I really like that talk. And then people would ask, you know, well, well what was it about? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> so I started writing things down, quotes, you know, scriptures that they liked, whatever it may be. Um, poems. I've actually had people that I've talked to after their talks and be like, Hey, can you send me this? Like, this is absolutely phenomenal. Like I want to get the actual, you know, verbiage correct on this. Um, but he had a quote 
and he's talking about challenges and mountains that are, that are in our lives. And he said, uh, that we shouldn't ask for these challenges to be removed in our lives or these mountains moved in our lives, right? We should ask to be strengthened to be able to conquer these mountains, right? Or challenges in life, right? To where instead of it being a mountain, it turns into a grain of sand that you're walking over in on a path. And I absolutely loved like the visual representation of that, right? Because if you have, you have the mountain and you have to go hike up a stupid mountain. Oh yeah. Hike up a nothing. stupid mountain. Who would do that? I can't get, I can't get nothing from you, Harper. It's Jeez, one of God's unbelievable. creations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is a grain of sand, right? Yeah, Which one's on easier to walk problems. over? What if some of us like hiking mountains? I love being on the beach too. And I appreciate God's creation. By all means, you guys, you guys are strengthened, right? By all means, you guys are strengthened to Physically be able to climb those mountains. Spiritually. So that Harper there can show go. off Perfect. more in a tank top. <laughs> you get it. You guys really understand me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I absolutely love this quote, though, because of my challenges in life that I've had, right? And looking back on them, right, I feel that I was strengthened to be able to conquer these things right? Getting through the anxieties that I've had, getting through the depressions that I've had, like getting through any type of challenges in my life, right? Looking back on them with hindsight, right? I've become stronger, right? I've become the man that my Heavenly Father is trying to create, right? And I think that's what it comes down to, right? Is he's, he's constantly molding us to become like him, right? To be worthy, to be able to spend all time and eternity with him, right? So instead of trying to look to have the challenges removed, ask for the strength to be able to conquer them. So, and that's my spiritual thought. I love it, man. It's really good. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, actually, I need to try and track down a story based off of what you were saying earlier. I need to track down a story from Elders Quorum that I heard on Sunday. It's really, really good. Really, really good story. But, gotcha. um, Audrey, did you have something you want to share? Do you want to go last, or do you not want to share, and I can go? Or I feel like I already shared that thing from President Uchtdorf and kind of my thoughts on yeah. the temple. I think I'm good. But I will just say thanks to um, Brian for saying that. I think some of the hardest challenges that have happened in my life that I'm still trying to conquer every single day, I, it turns out they end up being one of the most precious times in my life because I learned so much, so. I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Very well stated. So mine's pretty simple. I was reading on Sunday. My favorite, probably my favorite story, my favorite scripture is a different part of the Book of Mormon, but my favorite story of the Book of Mormon is Alma the Younger. It's so relatable, right? Um, where you just feel like you're just off the beaten path, just doing all the worst things possible, which, I mean, it's all relative for everybody, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, I was doing the worst things possible. With that said... Literally, it says in the scriptures, after Alma's conversion with the sons of Mosiah, that they were among the most, like, the vilest of sinners. So, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, so I have a whole thing on why it was even necessary for Alma to see an angel. Um, I've talked about it before on the podcast, so I don't really want to rehash it all right now. But essentially, it comes down to, I believe he got a bad shake in some ways. 
and the field had to be like there needed to be a level playing field for him. I think you could definitely say that for Saul before he became Paul because Paul legitimately thought or Saul I should say legitimately thought he was doing God's work. He was killing Jews, but he thought he was doing the right thing or sorry, he was killing Christians, but he thought he was doing the right thing as a Jew defending his own, you know, beliefs. But um so I think Alma the Younger kind of falls into that same camp a little bit, in my own opinion. But I was reading again in that part of the Book of Mormon. It's my favorite story. And mine's very simple. Do you guys remember, and you know I like doing this, and I don't plan on you guys remembering, <laughs> so don't worry if you don't know the answer, what the angel told Alma. in, And I mean kind of that. It's a loaded question for sure, so I apologize now. But what he, what he told him to remember it wasn't just that like why do you go why do you seek to destroy uh the the church and the truth and all that stuff he tells him specifically do this now i already know it's fine i didn't i i didn't realize this until i reread so it's an unfair question just to begin with but what he says in mosiah twenty seven sixteen is the angel speaking to alma he says, remember the captivity of thy fathers in the land of Helam and in the land of Nephi, and remember how great things he has done for them. I thought that was interesting, that that was, that was really one of the only things that the angel told him besides chastising him for what he was doing. Like, besides, besides telling him you're doing wrong, he said, now do this. And this was like the only thing he told him to actually do, which was remember the plight of your fathers or your progenitors in general. And what do we know about that, right? That's all in the middle of Mosiah as well. That's Alma the Elder, who was a high priest in King Noah's court, fled because he was the only one that believed the words of Abinadi at the time, and then essentially started to create the church within King Noah's kingdom, but in, in secret. But then what happened is that they, they became two factions split from those original people. So you had Alma the Elder and his group that were in hiding, and then you had Limhi, who was King Noah's son, in, one, in another group who were being overseen by the Lamanites. Well, their timelines are a little different because, or not, they're, they're the same timelines, but their locations are different, and Limhi's people ended up escaping. But when they escaped, they found Alma the Elder and his people, and they essentially replaced the people of Limhi and, became, and were under captivity as well under the Lamanites, until eventually they were able to escape as well. I think it's interesting that the angel said, remember the plight of your fathers, the people that came before you and all the hardships they went through to get you where you are. So then I started thinking, and this is the question I have, and I obviously don't know the answer, but it's something worth thinking about, I think. Was Alma the Younger flippant about how he viewed the trials of those before him? And can we get closer to the Spirit through acknowledging the trials of those that helped us get to where we are? First part, was he, f yes. Well, we don't know for sure, but we can assume that maybe he was based I, on what I would, Yeah, I, I would say yes, right? Because, well, think of it this way, right? Like, do we not, I, it, he's, he's more or less comparing himself, right, to other people, right? Being like, oh, my life is hard, oh, this, right? Like, I have it rougher than this, or I have it easier than this, right? 
So maybe that's his mindset, right? And then what was the second part? Can we get closer to the Spirit through acknowledging the trials of those that helped us get to where we are? Yes. 100% on that, yes. Right? Especially because it, it creates a common ground of trials, right? That's why, I, that's why I'm so open about my, my past, right? Because, again, you never know when somebody's going through something, right? And if somebody's listening to this, right? Somebody is in passing and they hear, hear me, right? Whatever it may be, right? Like I want people to know that everybody's dealing with something, right? That's why we can't ever compare our testimonies or our, our beliefs or whatever it may be to other people within, within our wards and things like that, right? Like, oh, he's perfect, right? Like, oh, they have it so good. It's like, no, they might be dealing with a lot more stuff than we will ever know. They're just very good at hiding it, right? Like people, I mean, people that commit suicide, right? Like, oh, they were so happy. Like, what, how could this happen? It's like, no, like we, we just never know, right? So by being open and learning about other people's trials, learning about, you know, people's, you know, struggles with, with their testimonies and, you know, whatever it may be, right? Their relationship with our Heavenly Father, um, but being open and, and finding that common ground and being like, yeah, I, I do struggle with that. I, oh yeah, I do struggle with that. Or like, you know, so yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you're able to learn from other people's stuff. Well, it just makes me think about how, I mean, and this is talked about all the time, how often the book of Mormon says the word remember and how important it is to remember not only where we have come from, but where other people or ancestors have come from. And I don't know who said this quote or whatever, but the quote that um, we're all just walking each other home right. and how important it is to learn other people about other people and learn. No way. Oh, cute. Brian. Stop. Did we just have a moment? I was not watching Brian live. Has... Say it, Audrey. My aunt gave this to me. For when I went to the temple for the first time, she sent, she gave me this little decorative thing. I'm guessing it's an ornament, right? <laughs> but yeah, it says we're all just walking each other home. Aww. That is, I literally put like, it was, it's sitting on my desk, but I literally looked at it before this podcast awesome. because I was rearranging my desk and that like, that is, there's no such thing as coincidences, right? <laughs> like this is I, this, such a moment right now. I'm getting chills thinking about this. This and is I've so, never heard so that cool, before. right? Like this is what we're talking about. Like when it comes to seeing the Lord's hand at work, right? Seeing him, hearing him, letting, seeing his hand, right? People say we can't, we're not able to see God, right? But right now, right? See in this moment, right? We're able to see the Lord's hand, Right. Like, that's the whole thing, right? It's not actually seeing our Heavenly Father's hand, but you're able to see His hand. For sure. Through other people. Right? Mm -hmm. It's, it, yeah, it's... Oh, I just it's want to so point good. out, because Lovely. I think this makes it more significant. I've never even... I mean, I may have heard that, but I definitely didn't remember that quote. I forgot it existed. And so the fact that I didn't remember it, and you two, like, <laughs> Audrey brings it up, and Brian freaking has it hanging in his room. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of fun. Awesome. Um, but we can't really, yeah, walk each other home without learning from each other and opening up and being vulnerable. And so it just makes me think of making those connections and being empathetic with other people and just helping everyone else. It, um, 
I saw this really cute video the other day that this professor had everyone write their, everyone in the class, he had everyone write their name on a balloon, put their balloons in the hall, and then he said, okay, you have 30 seconds, go find your balloon. And so there's like 50 balloons in the hall, and they're trying to find their name or whatever, and they can't find their name. And so after 30 seconds, it was like maybe one or two people had their name. And then the second round, he said, okay, now just pull the first balloon you see and find that person and give them their balloon. And then at the end of that 30 seconds, everyone had their own balloon. And so only by helping other people are you also going to be able to help yourself. And I think with this, um, thinking about that too, thinking about, you know, people that have come before you, think, thinking about your, even my grandpa, I think about him all the time in an example of this, thinking about the things that he went through or the pioneers that we're all just here to help each other out. And it's all about that remembering because if we, if we have other priorities going on in our head, we're not going to have the important things on the on the forefront. Well, yeah, and, and I totally agree. I think that's a beautiful uh, illustration of that, by the way, that balloon thing. That's really cool. Um, never heard that before. Uh, for me, it is more about my ancestors. Now, granted, it's about everything because, like, you can take lessons and appreciation for a lot of people just around us going through trials and whatever else and how they, come, they get through it. But my I have a grandpa and a grandma that found each other at BYU after growing up in some of the most poor circumstances you could ever imagine. One in France and one in Mexico, depression era, like had weren't in the United States, obviously, and we're trying to make it there and we're doing everything they could to do that. And here I am complaining because I have a busy Friday afternoon. And I like have to remind myself of that a lot where it's like they would kill to have they would have killed to have a busy Friday afternoon compared to how they grew up. And I think that was maybe what struck me the most when I was reading that part where I was like, I think that's interesting that the only thing the angel told Alma the younger to do was to remember the plight of his fathers, to like appreciate it, to have some gratitude, be like, listen, man, you literally you're one generation away from being in captivity and here you are free and you're using it to destroy. So, like, you're a f- so many degrees away from being saved here, pal. Like, get your freaking act together. But let's start with remembering who your ancestors were and what they had to go through just so you could even enjoy destroying things. And I thought that was... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That was really interesting to me because it made me think, like, gosh, like, it really is about gratitude. It's about recognition. It's about being grateful for the circumstances we're in. Now, I understand... That some people listening to this might be like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know, even though your grandparents went through a lot, like you were, you were born on third base, right? You didn't hit a triple. I, I agree. But at the same time, there is not a circumstance that we can't look into and try and be grateful. In fact, Corey Ten Boom, sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent now. Corey Ten Boom wrote The Hiding Place. She was Christian with her sister during uh, the Nazi regime in Europe. I can't remember. I don't think they were Germans. They might have been, though. They might have been German Christians. They were caught helping Jews, so they got sent to the camps, these two Christian women. And there's this whole story in that book about how they were in a, a building, like, where they slept that had fleas. And they're like, seriously, like, could it get much worse? Like, we're already starving. We're already cold. We're tired. We're working all day. Turns out they started to just try and be grateful and just be like, let's let's hold some sort of worship services, even with our Jewish friends here, to recognize God. And in that story, what had ended up coming out later 
was that no guards ever wanted to come into that bunk room because of the fleas, because it was just known to be a dirty bunk area. And the only reason why they were even even able to hold those services together and lift each other up was because of the fleas. And it was her and her sister in that moment that were like, we can be grateful for the fleas. Like we can even be grateful for that because that allowed us to do what we were able to do in order to feel God's love more and to be undisturbed while we did it. Anyway, tangent over, but it's really cool, really, really beautiful stuff, I think. And uh, that was that was what stood out to me when I read recently. Just like thought that was interesting. That was the one thing the angel told Alma the Younger to do. I think about Joseph Smith all the That's time awesome. and all the sacrifices he made for us. Same. Like, and so. literally, like, Brian and I talk about that a lot. Like, I actually, sometimes I start to get upset thinking about all the people that will, like, just, like, like apply whatever meaning they want to him and whatever he went through. And it's like, you... For one, do you expect them to be perfect anyway? I'm going to get going again on a tangent, but I'm with you there, Audrey. I think that's yeah, cool. That. We need to... I think we need to be open about our, uh, our our love for him. I think we've gone away from that a little bit as a culture because of the whole, like, so many wives, the young wives, all that stuff. And it's like, we don't know. We don't know what it was like then. We don't know what he was being told. We don't know how he interpreted things. But everything that he did was incredible to get us where we are now. So, No doubt. Well... Well, thanks for joining us, Aubrey. I oh, greatly no. appreciate it. That was that was awesome. Want to try that again? An hour. Yeah, you did. did I say Audrey? I said Audrey. I, said Audrey. I, said Audrey. I thought you said Audrey. I, oh, really? Uh, oh, maybe I, I heard, heard Audrey. I'll have to listen to it back. No, I, heard I heard Audrey. <laughs> You're okay. welcome. Well, if I did say Aubrey. You. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, thanks, Aubrey. I really appreciate hour, it. Hour and a half well spent. Hour and a half? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening. I'm so sorry we spent so Don't long apologize. Time. This was freaking gold. Don't apologize. This is awesome. While you're re-listening awesome. to this, because I know you will, stuff. and cleaning. What's up, future yeah, o- I will. What's up, future Audrey? What's up, girl? <laughs> How you doing? What's up? All right, the wheels are falling off. You, you, miss, you miss a spot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That baseboard is looking a little dusty. <laughs> uh, that's dirty. Next house I'll be cleaning is Brian's out in Vegas. For my whole forty dollars. Oh well, that's spotless. I, all you just, do is uh, with that. just don't uh, just give them don't don't charge them for gas money. You can cut them cut them some flat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, perfect. Bring hard. Thanks, Aj. Appreciate it. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for checking in, everyone. If you liked what you heard today, I ask super quickly if you could just follow or subscribe to the podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, tell your friends about it. All of that stuff helps me quite a bit. Watching the growth has been super humbling and motivating to keep going, and I could not possibly appreciate all of you more. Sitting on my table, I'm watching As everything's changing my mind Goes to a different time Oh, love, I remember falling so madly There must have been magic in the valley and a rhythm in the night Cause I could